0: Welcome to Southgate Vibes, a selection of the latest stories direct from Southgate Amateur Radio News. I'm Steve Richards, Gulf 4 Hotel Papa Echo, and in this podcast you're going to hear my personal picks of what is happening in amateur radio and the wider world of communications. Whether you're just starting out in ham radio or an experienced operator spinning around the spectrum for those rare and sometimes strange signals... I hope you'll find something to entertain you here. Welcome to Southgate Vibes. Hello to you, fellow lovers of all things radio. You are cordially welcome to podcast number 54. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, here's 10 minutes of your time to bring you up to speed with what's happening across the spectrum. And let's kick off this time with a quick look back at the Radio Society of Great Britain's annual general meeting, which took place last weekend and was held online. After the formal business, there were some interesting agenda items. As part of the RSGB AGM, held on April 24th, John Rogers, Mike Zero, Juliet, Alpha, Victor, provided an update on the new Ofcom EMF licence regulations in the UK. His presentation, which is followed by a question and answer session, starts at 2 hours, 14 minutes and 25 seconds into the AGM video, which can be watched on the RSGB YouTube channel. Once you're on the channel, just search for 2021 AGM. And you can download the latest version of the RSGB Ofcom EMF calculator from the RSGB EMF page at rsgb.org forward slash EMF. And the RSGB has released the first in a series of pre-assessed configurations for typical amateur radio installations, which amateurs may choose to use to assist with the new EMF regulation. The first of these PACs covers half-wave dipoles on the bands from 1.8 to 7 MHz. It should be noted that the document presents work in progress on a complex subject that is still under development. Details are subject to change and the pre-assessed configurations and referenced material may be updated or replaced. Draft versions of the pre-assessed configurations will be posted on the RSGB EMF page as they're prepared. So keep going back and check rsgb.org forward EMF. Also at the RSGB AGM held on April the 24th, the Society awarded the Louis Varney Cup for advances in space communications to Dave Crump, Golf 8 Golf, Kilo, Quebec. Dave accepts this award as chair of the British Amateur Television Club. His leadership of the BATC community, both in the UK and overseas, has been instrumental in enabling the QO100 satellite wideband transponder to be fully utilised, with many new digital amateur television systems being developed since the launch of the spacecraft. This award acknowledges the exciting and significant contributions made by many members of the BATC, both in terms of software and hardware. The RSGB 2021 awards and trophies can be viewed on the RSGB website at rsgb.org and information on the QO100 geostationary satellite transponders can be found at amsat-uk.org. Now, as we reported in a previous podcast... International Marconi Day had the airwaves as busy as the current abysmal propagation would allow. The team over in Caister, a seaside town in Norfolk, had a busy time on the air nevertheless, and I thought it would be nice to follow up on how they did. In the east of the UK, Norfolk's radio hams managed to contact 923 other radio amateurs in 71 countries on last Saturday's International Marconi Day. As we previously reported, the Norfolk Amateur Radio Club ran the all-day event from Caister to commemorate the original Marconi wireless station there, which was established in 1900. The station was in a house in the High Street, known as Pretoria Villa, and its original purpose was to communicate with ships in the North Sea and the Cross Sands Lightship. Operation is normally from Caister Lifeboat Station, but due to Covid restrictions, the amateurs operated from their own home stations this year. Using the callsign Golf Bravo Zero Charlie Mike Sierra and a mixture of Morse code, speech and digital modes, the operation ran from midnight to midnight and contacts were made with other radio amateurs across the UK, Europe, Asia, South America and the USA. Notable contacts were made with New Zealand, the Philippines, Ecuador, the Dominican Republic, Panama, the Falkland Islands and Indonesia. On Saturday, the closest to Marconi's birthday, stations around the world were set up at sites with historical links to the inventor's work. Norfolk Amateur Radio Club public relations officer Steve Nichols, Golf Zero Kilo Yankee Alpha, said that everyone pulled out the stops and they were able to operate throughout the night with Chris, G Zero Delta Whiskey Victor, making 300 contacts. The rest of the event featured operations from eight other club members. Steve said QSO levels were high, but they did tail off as the day wore on, as you might expect. Steve even received an email from John, Golf 7 Mike Alpha Romeo Stroke Maritime Mobile, who was on the cruise ship Crystal Serenity, a few miles off the coast of Singapore. John heard the Marconi station, but unfortunately couldn't get through the pile-up. Steve said that everyone made a great effort and it was nice to support International Marconi Day. Hopefully we'll be back next year, he said. You're listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a comment or a question, pop us over an email. Our address is vibes at southgatearc.org. That's vibes at southgatearc.org. You never know, we might feature your message in a future edition. something a bit different now for our last story this time. Over the years, I've noted that the new Indian Express newspaper likes to report on a wide range of topics, and quite often their attention turns to amateur radio. Recently, they carried a story about an avid collector of QSL cards. Despite there being many electronic methods of confirming that you've worked or heard a particular station, I personally like to send and receive these QSL cards, and the walls of my shack are covered in them. They're usually colourful, and a lovely reminder of interesting contacts that I've had over the years, and I'm not sure you get that from a bland line in an online QSL facility, so I'll certainly be carrying on sending and receiving cards. But for one collector in India... It's become something of a passion. In a time and age where there's instant gratification, validation and criticism for everything we do, thanks to social media, imagine receiving a tangible form of communication through a letter or postcard from a stranger from thousands of kilometres away. And most importantly, something that is meaningful. Sending and receiving postcards is a meaningful hobby turned into a passion, says Jai Saktivel Thangavil, who is a professor of journalism and communications at the University of Madras. A seasoned philatelist and avid postcrosser, crosser is most proud of his QSL card collection, a trove with over 2,000 cards from radio amateurs from different parts of the globe. QSL cards are exchanged between ham radio operators to confirm contacts between two radio stations or to acknowledge shortwave listener reports. So every time the listener sends a reception report to a radio station, they receive a QSL card back in return. From a very young age, Sackthivell had the habit of listening to the radio and tuning into these stations from across the world. He's known as a DXer for trying to find stations a long distance away from his location. His tryst with the QSL cards began in the early 90s, when, after sending a reception report, he received his first card from a radio station in the Netherlands. And although it's more than 20 years ago now, Saxivel vividly remembers how he instantly got hooked on QSLing. He said, receiving a card from another country motivated me to send more reception reports. It benefits the radio stations because they're able to ascertain their reach of the signal. While I started getting interesting cards, including a wooden QSL card. There are other kinds, like three-dimensional and printed paper QSL cards, and there are even leather ones, he said. Well, you can read the full article about this at the New Indian Express, www.newindianexpress.com. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to Southgate Vibes, stories about amateur radio and the world of communications from Southgate Amateur Radio News. You can find these stories and many more daily reports at our website, southgatearc.org. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by sending an email to vibes at southgatearc.org. So until next time, this is Steve Richards, G4 Hotel Papa Echo, signing off and wishing you best 7-3.